Hello, welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is a show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, listeners. I'd like to start off by thanking you all and wishing you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. As we wind down a most strange 2020 and look forward with hope, anticipation, and uncertainty at 2021, it will be more important than ever for us to dialogue about how we shape the narrative in the coming months and years. In terms of awakening ourselves, if you are listening to the whispers, murmurs, and your own intuition, then 2021 is sure to be a monumental year for humanity. I was speaking with a dear friend of mine, a wise woman, who chuckled as she said, 2021 is going to make 2020 look like a cakewalk. In other words, we have some upcoming tests on our hero's journey, some courage we will need to muster as we face ourselves and step into what is certain to be an epic year. Essential to the coming year will be more dialogue about how do we live courageously and spiritually in a world that may look like it's chaotic, falling apart, or imploding. One of our resources, as you know, is the conversations we have with one another about how do we best navigate the uncertain waters we face in the coming chapters of our collective journey. My guest today is a fellow seeker of truth, one who embodies and expresses the spiritual truths she has dedicated her life to. Dulce Ruby is the founder of the conscious travel and wellness blog, Soul Traveler. She is a multidisciplinary artist with a focus on consciousness and lucidity, the host of Waking Realm on CETV, and an international meditation guide. She was featured on Huffington Post's GPS for the Soul as a daily meditation artist to look out for, and Elle magazine named her the most inspiring Instagram account to follow to reach your zen. Here is my interview with Dulce Ruby. Okay, I am here with Dulce Ruby, yogi, spiritual teacher, spiritual warrior, Dulce Ruby. Ruby, welcome <laughs> to Basecamp for Men. It is great to have you on the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I've been really excited. I've been a big fan of your work and, and collective evolution for a long time. So it's, it's, it was really a delight to get you on. Um, and I guess I wanted to start, you know, we both have this interest in ascension and humanity and the great awakening. And everybody's talking about this. You know, it's being talked about in not just the light worker, truther, starseed community, yogi community, but it's being brought to more of the mainstream right now. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, in 2020 has just been crazy. Some would call it, you know, the worst year ever, but there's been all these people awakening, all these yeah, people yeah. doing their work right now. And I guess I just wanted to ask you, you know, where do you think we're at? Like, what's your take on, on as we finish out this monumental year um, <laughs> and begin and begin 2021 with a lot of excitement, anticipation? I mean, where, where are we at and what's your take on all this right now? Oh, wow. So that's a very loaded question for the, for the, for the main, and, the, and the reason for that is, is because it's on everybody's minds, right? Like what's next, what's happening, what's, what's even going on right now presently. Yeah. To, and so I think you kind of touched base on it. It's becoming very mainstream to discuss what's going on. And I think it's also because first of all, spirituality has been tapped into in a very trendy commercialized way for mm -hmm. um, the past few years, which kind of, I mean, became this thing that helped us become more readily available to people as teachers, as seekers ourselves, you know, uh, conscious creators, if you will. And so I think right now with uh, the Great Awakening specifically, we're, we're amid the Great Awakening. We're not, we're not coming for, forward to it. I feel like we have been amid 
a great awakening for, I would say, a lot, at least the past nine to 10 years in terms yeah. of um, molecular, you know, if I, if I want to yeah. go like the very few, few people that were kind of becoming the, these bright lights that would radiate and broadcast uh, so I, like kind of quietly at first, but now it's kind of spreading into this uh, the masses. And so I think at that point now for the past two to three years, uh, we started seeing more of a collective movement. And then this past year <laughs> with uh, everything that's going on, I think the Great Awakening is really in, in its uh, expanded state at, at this point, because what's happening is we're starting to see the illusions crumble and <laughs> reality become a lot more clear to most people. And so the more we um, acknowledge this, become aware of it and start to take action on it, I believe that is the great awakening. I think mm -hmm. that's what we're amid. And I think the ascension aspect of it is what we're moving towards. I don't think we're all going through this ascension uh, currently. We are in the process of ascension, but mm -hmm. I think ascension is more of a life journey goal as opposed to like, oh yeah, we're going to snap our fingers and next year we're all going to be awoke. <laughs> you right, know, right. It's not, that's not really how it works. I mean, that's not that wouldn't even be purposeful as uh, humanity <laughs> because uh, we we've always been everything as one is consciousness and now that we've kind of broken apart and vol volunteered to exist on this plane of existence and kind of do this collective journey in separate entities <laughs> if you yeah. will yeah. The, the more that we we realize we're here to exchange and and experience and really uh, go through all the motions and emotions that are offered to us at this point. Mm -hmm. So I believe, <laughs> just just kind of summarize that, that is what the Great Awakening really is about, I believe. And the purpose would be the Great Ascension. But at the same time, this year served as a catapult towards or a catalyst of what's coming. So I believe to kind of end that question is, this coming year, 2021, with all the nerves and excitement that we could possibly have, mm -hmm. um, it's going to bring a lot more clarity, but at the same time, still a lot more trials and tribulations because we're still growing. We're still learning. We're still trying to find our, our grounding in who we truly are, both as individuals and as a collective, as a, as humanity as a whole. Yeah. And I, I think that's what most people are kind of touching base on when they, they look within themselves and say, I don't even know what's coming and I don't know if, how I should feel. Should I be scared? Should I be worried? Should I be excited? And I think, I think that's the thing that we should reflect on most is it, it is what it is and it always will be what it is. <laughs> right, right. Well, one thing that I, you know, I could never reconcile is there until recently, actually, with some of the work that that you and Joe and your team over there has done. And then people like Champ Prenia, who did the Great Awakening Map, it was always you know, the spiritual stuff was always on one hand, like all the meditation and the ascension stuff, the 5D yeah. content and the, all the spiritual teachers. And then it was all, all the dark stuff. And I don't mean like shadow work for a, an individual, an individual, but that there was not like all that all got kind of put in a conspiracy box. And it was like, well, what does that really have to do with awakening? And I think one of the things that you're seeing is that people are starting to become aware that, wait a minute, the dark stuff, being aware of the dark stuff and what's going on on the planet may be a very necessary component. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It serves great purpose. It's probably more crucial than 
all the other quote unquote fluffy, trendy spiritual stuff. Because yeah. as much as like you said, it's it's the balances, it's the yin and yang, right? We need to be able to see the darkness and the light and as well as the light and the darkness. And if we're able to see that and bring that into harmony, both within our perspective of how we view reality in our world, in our lives, the more that we become are able to get more within ourselves. So if, if anything, the quote unquote darkness, the conspiracies, all this like crazy stuff that's going on in the world, it's actually helping us dive deeper within ourselves. So without being able to look at that, you can't even look at yourself yeah. because that's, that's really just all what's happening internally. I think I always wanted my interest in spirituality and meditation and stuff, I always wanted to join it with my curiosity about the different rabbit holes that I were I was going down, whether it was yeah. 11 or crop circles or extraterrestrials, like all the stuff that I was curious about that seemed to be hidden. But that was always like a, seemed like a fetish almost like that's just like, you know, I would do spiritual work, but then I'd be like, but what about all this weird stuff over here? And <laughs> I really always wanted to join the two and have the two be meaningful and speaking to one another. And it wasn't until, I mean, it was some of the work that you guys do at Collective Evolution help with that. And just realizing that a lot of people were doing both. We're doing very important spiritual work, but we're doing shadow work and becoming aware of what was going on. And and there's this increasing willingness to speak the truth amongst our tribe right now. I've noticed that people are being very bold and- Very authentic. Yes, absolutely. So I'm really encouraged by that. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Ruby, is there seems to be two broad narratives that are sort of vying for the stage right now. You have the one narrative- you're seeing the mainstream media blaring out this kind of dystopian. Um, they're pushing all this weird uh, information and flimsy science around the pandemic. And it's really having an impact on consciousness. So that's it's sort of, it's scary right now. You know, everybody wear a mask. Everybody locked down. Lockdowns are right. Listen to the experts. Uh, you, you know, even get ready for a vaccine. They're rolling out these Bill Gates, you know, hey, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. got to get these shots and these these vaccines, even though, you know, there's not really much information and why should we trust you? Uh, you know, you can kind of get this, oh, it, once they do the vaccine, everything's going to go back to normal, which is to me a little bit of an odd way of seeing what's happening. But I understand, <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that that's being pumped out by a lot of the channels. But then... Over on this other side, you have all the truthers and the light workers and the star seeds and the and the people that are just red pilled or or awakened and they're they're not listening to the mainstream media and they're generating via their own communication, their own channels, memes, uh, Twitter uh, conversations like these where they're saying no 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 this is a super exciting time like this is you know, this is the time to shine. This is like, there's a lot going on that would indicate there's this upliftment in consciousness and that is very powerful. And, and so I just wanted to ask you about that because it's, it's almost like a spiritual war. Like which side is got humanity's best interests in mind and which are people going to lend their consciousness to? Because I can go down the dystopian thing and go, oh no, this doesn't look good. Like, I'm not taking any mandatory vaccines. So are they going to let me travel and stuff? Like, it just seems so weird. And so like George Orwell, but then on the other side, I'm like, well, don't give your, don't give your consciousness to that. If you see it, it's just like a bad dream. You just wave it away and you do your work and you speak the truth and you keep strengthening the tribe that's speaking the truth. And then that is what gets created for future generations. I mean, I think we're really birthing our own autonomy, our own sovereignty right now. So I just wanted to ask you, 
kind of what's your take on that? And how do we really best anchor the more humanist uplifting narrative right now? Like it's on everybody's mind. I think some people are not aware of this, this kind of these two narratives that are running side by side. Um, but I'm sort of in between. I sense my listeners may be a little in between these two narratives as well. Yeah, well, I mean, even considering what you said with like, one is very mainstream kind of, I wouldn't say quote unquote negative or dark, but more fear-based. And the other one is a little bit more uh, liberated from that mm-hmm. fear. And I think the, the best way to go about it at this point is not to forget about those who are still in fear. A mm-hmm. lot of people take the mentality of like, uh, me, it's me and my tribe. It's me. It's about me. My family It's about mine and me and mine. Yeah. <laughs> and in all reality, if, if we really do want to live in a collective reality together in unison and completely actually ascend, because uh, there is, there is a point of self ascension, which is very individual, but there also is a collective evolution, <laughs> which is what we discussed here. And it's about being able to look at the people who maybe uh, looking at things from a different perspective than your, you yourself are. And remember that you've also been there. Like you were, you were at that stage at some point too. And how would, how would you go about talking to yourself in it? Like I, now that I even think about it in an analogy, it's like when people say, you know, if you have any advice for your younger self, what would it be? And that's really all it is. It's like, Mm -hmm. If we, if we really believe in oneness consciousness, then everybody who is perceiving what the uh, mainstream media is saying to be uh, reality or true or whatever is, they're still at a stage where they're very young, and I wouldn't say naive, but they're still very innocent to the idea that uh, the world may not be what they perceive it to be or what they're being told that it is. And so for people like us who are, quote unquote, like workers, healers, um, I, I don't like putting labels. I don't don't really yeah, want to yeah. go into that, like yep. the awakened or whatever, but more so the people who are enlightened to the fact that there could be something else going on. Mm-hmm. Not that they're 100% sure about anything, but more so they're questioning. The people who are questioning are the people who are going to be able to uh, help expand or even awaken other people. And I think that's the key here. Mm-hmm. As much as we want to see it as black and white, it's actually deeper than than that you have to be able to see the yin and the yang the darkness in the light and the light in the darkness and remember that you yourself were in that darkness before and you could become that light in their darkness so long as you are open to the idea that there might be triggers there might be um confrontations there might be conversations that you you're not i mean i wouldn't say open to but you're not ready for sometimes and you just have to be completely open to the idea that it's okay We've all been there and on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you're someone who isn't questioning things, be like, what am I afraid might happen? Will the illusion that I've been following for so long crumble? What will that do to my mental state? And again, these are all very important questions to ask yourself because a lot of the times people who are so, I would say, strongly grounded (laughs) in, in a bias is because it's just like, they believe it for so long and they don't want to let it go. And I guess to summarize everything in the question is, it's kind of like what life is all about in general, especially with this conjunction here on the 21st. It's, it's about being open to and willing to let go of any stories, programming uh, that you've been holding on to for this lifetime and being grateful for what's coming. Well, I, I love what you said about how it, it really is. Well, it's 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 funny because your whole team is called a collective evolution. So like really, this <laughs> yeah. is a collective evolution. And, um, you know, and, and I think 
when you start to ask questions and you start to awaken, you can forget. I mean, I can feel the lower narrative on a day-to-day basis. If I go to the store, I mean, I I can feel it in myself. I can feel me straddling both worlds. So it's not a a foreign thing to me to say, I'm afraid of what's coming because it's, there's a lot of uncertainty right now and it does create all kicks up a lot of these lower uh, fears and stuff. You know, when I first started reading um, stuff from um, CE, the idea of neutrality came up uh, in some of the uh, in some of the principles. There's a principle about kind of developing neutrality, and I remember going, "That's so fascinating." I'd never quite thought of things like that. But why why is developing neutrality, especially right now, so important? I think it's, it goes back to even this question, the one that we answered earlier. It's it's about being able to be open to receive information they may contradict something that you've heard before and being open to the idea that what you've been told is a falsity and being able to remain grounded, be able to um, receive the information, not hold judgment, restrictions, or um, bias towards it, and be able to reflect on that information, not react, and discern what feels most resonant resonant with my my being what what actually feels true what what doesn't feel true and why does it not feel true is it my ego is it fear is it which is the same thing really um or is it really just because you know what no actually that doesn't that doesn't resonate with me and i don't feel like that could be correct and then from that point whether you believe something or not just take that in for yourself it's your own individual story that you're out here to to live in a collective and reacting in in a in a way that would um, cause rift between another being is, is not serving anyone. And so I feel like holding neutrality is about oneness. It's about being being able to hold a frequency and a vibration so so um, I would say clear and also balanced, but also so beautifully, like just very is having a gentle state to your being where you you're no longer allowing your past or your mind or your thoughts or uh, media in terms of like movies and your feed and news or whatever to control your actions and control your thoughts and control your way of life. Because at the end of the day, being neutral means that you're living fully because if, if you're neutral, you're open to everything and anything and we're not saying that neutrality means that you're going to believe anything, anything and everything. It's more so being open to and being able to discern and live from that knowing of within yourself. That's great. I, I mean, I think some people think, why would I want to develop neutrality? That sounds so boring. But what you find as you develop it is that you have more of a capacity to hear more perspectives, like you get less positional, less egoic around, oh, here's here's my sense of this, but it's lighter. Like you, you have room for people to be triggered or you have room for people to be upset about a particular thing. Yeah, you, you become expansive and that, yeah. that room that you have is now within yourself and you become more, again, it's, it's, it's your, your being is expanding through neutrality. And mm-hmm. again, like what you were saying, it, it helps even build a filter. It helps you uh, build a uh, kind of like a, a muscle within yourself yeah. where the, the more you practice it, the more that you're able to discern something, the more, the quicker you're able to uh, go about life and make certain decisions or um, read people's energies because you'll be able to have practice 
enough where you're you're more within yourself and more present. And that's really everything. Everything really comes down to being present and aware of the moment as it is, not what it was or what it could be. So that's great. neutrality is really just a, a, a grounding principle. <laughs> it's like for the foundation of, of life. We, we should yeah. all re, re, be able to remain grounded in our being and not have to react and more so be able to go within ourselves and reflect and reflect that kind of light and eminence into into the world and into other people that we uh, exchange energy with really that's great ruby um and you know we're getting ready it's it's december 21st we're at the solstice here in the conjunction and- <laughs> What a time to be alive and be on a podcast. <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, I was I was reading through some of your stuff and and there was one sentence where you said meditation really is the key. You know, you, you had this beautiful yeah. piece of writing and then at the end you said meditation is the key. And, and yeah. you know, as we get ready to, you know, I'm going to be doing some meditation um, after this with my wife and a group of friends and stuff. And I guess I just wanted to ask you, why, why is meditation so important to you? And has it changed over time? Like, is your, is your, the, your use of it now or what you see it now different than when you first came across it. You know, when I, when I first came across meditation, I think I was really naive and I was just thinking, Oh, all these yogis, they get all this power. I think that was, you know, I was drawn into it because there was some sort of mysticism around it. And then yeah, I, yeah. And, and over years and years and years, it's like, Oh, this is really hard work. And now I realize, well, you actually do get a lot of intuitive power and spiritual knowing out of it, but it just takes a while. And, yeah. um, yeah, I think it, it, it's changed for me over time, but my sense of how important it is for our tribe is, is it's been raised even higher than yeah, maybe I was going to say it increases. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. So, um, what, why is it so important, and what and and how has it changed in your in your view over time as you've as you've spent a lot of time in meditation? Yeah, yeah. So I think, I mean, even to before I even answer the question fully, I think the the funny thing is how you mentioned, you know, like all these mystics and these gurus and these monks, and they're all meditating. So there's this allure, but at the same time, I also feel like that's contradictive in a way because there's this this misconception, which again, thankfully with what's going on now in our world um, is slowly shifting. But there's this misconception that only only monks can meditate or only these people. So it becomes unrelatable and and kind of uh, intimidating for most people. Right. I see meditation as this beautiful tool that can help any and everybody through just about anything. Mm. And the reason for that is, is because you know yourself and your situation and your reality and your truth more than anyone. And there's nothing outside of you or out there in the world that's going to help you more than you can help yourself. And meditation is that. And so when I say meditation is the key, it's like literally if you want to unlock the door of possibility in your life, you not that you must, but I suggest that you try meditation <laughs> because it's something that really, really helps you tune in and listen to yourself and be able to hear yourself again. Because a lot of the time that we're, um, a lot of time that we believe that we're listening to ourselves, we're really just listening to our ego, our mind, our fear, our limits, our programming, our stories, and not really tuning in deep within ourselves to uh, connect to what, whether it's source or the divine or the universe or God or our higher selves, whatever it is that you want to call it, the terms do not actually matter. It's more so tuning in deep within yourself to get the answers or uh, find the healing or find, find the past. Because again, meditation and a lot of these things are not um, <laughs> easy, easy, like snap your fingers and everything's gone. It's, it's a lifelong practice journey and like, 
experience really because that's that's what life is really it's like no matter no matter what anybody says i've always gone back to um you know lullabies merrily 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 life is but a dream because it's true we're here just like on our ships trying to sail across the ocean to reach what we believe is our goal and at the end of the day the journey was the destination <laughs> you know what that's i mean great. yeah totally so, yeah i wanted to ask you mm-hmm. about people getting drained and confused, like right now, even the people that I know that are uplifted and and inspired by what's happening, there's a lot of uh, people are getting, you know, migraines, uh, getting sick, uh, you know, just feeling drained, fatigued as if we've been in this big spiritual battle. Um, And I guess as somebody who knows a lot about spiritual health and health um, what what would your recommendations be for people that it's like, I'm feeling really lousy the last few days. Uh, what do I do to help myself, uh, you know, feel uh, uplifted again? Yeah, well, first things first, you're not alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I even last night, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm so overwhelmed. And it's not even just like personal stuff, right? Sometimes it's like carrying the whole world on your shoulders from just seeing everything unfold is is a battle in itself. So I would suggest like, just take the time, take the time to breathe and heal and rest and cry and laugh. And I know it's become this kind of fluff thing, but like self-care is so important. (laughs) It is. It's just making sure you're just taking care of yourself, like mind, body, and soul, making sure that you're uh, eating vibrant foods. Like, I, I don't know uh, the totality of people's, you know, diet, but I do believe that eating live foods like, um, (laughs) fruits and vegetables at this time is probably more important than a lot of the things that people are telling you to do. (laughs) Like, that's why, I mean, even within the whole pandemic thing, it's like, I'm surprised. (laughs) I mean, not even surprised, but, uh, I'm appalled that they wouldn't suggest vitamin C be something that people take to kind of strengthen their immune system for Mm -hmm. COVID and stuff. But, um, all in all, if you're feeling drained, know that, this is a collective journey. You are in no way, shape, or form alone in this uh, on this ride. It's an emotional roller coaster, to say the least. And um, know that spirits, <laughs> your your family, your friends, people you don't know on social media that you follow and admire, everybody, everybody is going through it. And the most that we can do is really, like I said, take care of ourselves, be able to. Um, be conscious of the media that you're consuming, be conscious of what you're consuming in terms of dietary, be conscious of the thoughts that you're feeding yourself. Like self, self-talk is very, very important. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you about books and resources for our listeners. So if, if people are looking for uplifting material, maybe a, a perspective that's going to expand their understanding of what's going on or themselves right now, uh, what, where would you point them to right now? We, we usually, we, we definitely mentioned collective evolution as a resource for people. Yes, please do. CTV yeah. and oh collective God. evolution. <laughs> There's so much good material on there. And I think it's really helping the world. You guys are doing such a good job with that. But, um, what, what are some things that maybe people wouldn't know about right now that they might go and click on or buy, um, to have delivered, like what, what are some, some programs or books or websites maybe that people don't know about that would really, that might really help right now? Yeah, well, I, I'm a big nerd and I'm a bibliophile. So like, <laughs> I, I'm grinning ear to ear when I hear like, what books? Oh, yeah. like, what, what not books? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's my only like, uh, I, I have way, not too many books, but I have way, way, way many books. <laughs> As do I. Yep, yep. Uh, so in terms of like uh, this kind of subject matter, um, both relating to uh, spirituality and wellness, as well as what I kind of 
lightly touch on in the terms of the dreamscape aspect of stuff. Um, I do suggest like Robert Monroe from the Monroe Institute. Amazing research. Uh, He has a a lot of books that um, I love. Faraway Journey is a great one. Um, Samuel Aoun Weir, he has like 60 (laughs) books that came out a long, long time ago. And I think it's actually like a Colombian name. So it'd be Samael Aoun Weir. (laughs) And then um, those are two, I mean, two authors, I think that within this scope of existence, I think are really interesting to kind of dive into. Um, Then you have the obvious, like the Ram Dass and all that, that stuff. But or even like uh, Eckhart Tolle and all these people, right? We, we know these authors, but I, I felt like mentioning ones that are a little bit more in my back pocket that I really don't share with just anybody. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would be a little bit more um, meaningful. But then also I actually, um, regardless of what language you speak, I, I'm fluent in Spanish and English because I'm Mexican, but there's this uh, online course thing called Domestica and they have a lot of um, interesting uh create creative courses which i feel is very important during this time you know it's, it's good to tap into different skills and uh submerge yourself in that so i love that uh udemy actually want to mention this udemy has a great sale i'm just going to say that right now and uh if you you are interested in anything spiritual or esoterical or wellness or anything they have some really interesting courses available now it's like it's not just uh educational like book smart stuff it's really mm-hmm. like spiritual stuff which me and joe actually just as like a side note we we went and bought a whole bunch of them because it's it's really um important to kind of just dive into more studies and more practices and different teachers and stuff and of course it goes without saying i want to mention cetv which is a collective evolutions uh steering platform who um that we we have here uh <laughs> myself and my partner joe martino and i i fully believe that there's a lot of great information courses interviews like Amazing stuff, and yeah, absolutely. And of course, absolutely. I will mention my own stuff, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you? What do you? What have you got coming up that you're teaching or that you want to share as well? Yeah. Well, I actually just started a um, bi bi monthly love letter, and it's basically just going to be like spiritual poetic fluency, diving into different uh, metaphysical matters, and also like visual uh, inspiration during this time. So, I'm going to be doing a lot of like spoken. Uh, articles and essays. Um, a lot of pe- things that people don't know is I'm working on my uh, doctorate for metaphysical science. Ooh. So a lot of like uh, my thesis right now, which will be revolving around the astral plane and all that. So I have that. It's called the Dream Inspiration Newsletter. You can mm-hmm. find that on my Instagram right now. And also working on my publishing my book. I'll be doing that in audio form as well. And then coming out with a couple courses in terms of, again, lucid dreaming, lucid living, uh, meditation, a lot of wellness, but also a lot of um, ancient practices that I've tapped into uh, throughout the course of my life that I would love to share with people. And last without, but last but not least, um, just art, anything that I can make and create right now. Um, I have quite a few different projects that are in the works. So I'll just say art as yeah. a blanket, but a lot of things that I just feel will help activate and awaken people and remind them of who they truly are. Just, you know, cause that's important. You have a lot going on right now. You're kind of I crank, do. cranking it out the stuff. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I even ha- it's crazy. Like even my show on on CTV Waking Realm, it's like everything is just. I just love it. I just love being able to uh, create and and have people tune in and really uh, resonate with something that that touches them deeply, as opposed to just entertainment. I, I'm not. I'm not really. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm like entertaining, but I, I'm. I'm, I'm diving deep into my practice and my research and uh, Gnostic teachings. And I love sharing it with people and I'm a big nerd. So (laughs) 
Well, it's it's such a beautiful time to be alive right now, um, and I'm so I'm really excited for 2021. I know people are are there's some dread and there's some uncertainty, but there's also a ton of ex, a ton of excitement right now, and th- this will be coming out right before New Year's Eve. Um, and so I wanted to give you a chance to wish uh, the listeners give them a blessing for the new year um, as we sign off. Um, I'll hand it to you. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for having me. Once again, I just, I'm so grateful. And I know um, there's been a little bit of technical issues with the conjunction and all the energy leading up to it, but uh, we made it happen. So here we are. I know. I know. No, it's great. (laughs) And and I don't know what survives, but I just wanted to um, reiterate just in case it didn't make it through is um, I, I wish everyone a happy new year. And I hope that everybody is in a place where they're grateful to be alive and stronger than they were at the beginning of 2020 when we were walking into this thinking this was our year you know yeah, and it yeah. was it really in all reality this year was our year this was our year to um face uh trials and tribulations that we had never thought we would face in this lifetime there was it, there was a time to really learn what who and what is important in our lives and how we actually want to go about and like what is what is uh, I would say even health wise, mm-hmm. really something that I wanted to consider. So just as a forenote, I wanted to let everybody know, no matter where we are, no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're all going through this together, whether on one end of the spectrum or the other. And no matter the intensity that we're going through, it is con- collective experience. Literally everyone on this planet is going through it with you. And so uh, just kind of to welcome in the new year, it's, it's always important to know that you're not alone. And even someone like myself who <laughs> has made it meditated for so long, I, I definitely have had my ups and downs this year. And, you know, we're, we're going through this journey so that we can uncover and heal the wounds that we had been avoiding for so long, or even didn't even know existed anymore because we had blocked them out for so long. And so um, with this new year and everything coming with it, it's, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what is um, going to be set forth in terms of regulations. We don't know. And that's okay. And that, and that's truly what it, what it comes down to. It's not about always knowing. It's about being present, being grateful, and being okay with what's to come, no matter the case. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take it easy. Take it slow. Don't take it serious. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Ruby, for coming on. I was so, I mean, thank you also for the patience of working through. We had tech issues with every, oh, all the man, crazy yeah. stuff. And, uh, <laughs> you know, this was our second run. And thank you for not giving up on the episode. And thank you for all the work that you're doing on behalf of humanity. Um, and it is making such a big difference um, as people find your conversations, your art, um, your classes, uh, collective evolution. It's just, it's a joy to be partnered with you on this as we, Likewise, thank this. you. Yeah. And, and I look forward to having another conversation with you. Maybe we get together again in 2021 and oh, res- for sure, for as, sure. We, as this unfolds, cause I think there's going to be a lot to talk about in the next few months as things unfold in the political world. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people looking for resources and what does this mean and how do we navigate this? And, um, I really believe that you and Joe and everybody over there is going to be an important resource for people to find. So I'm hoping to help people find that. <laughs> so thank oh, you. Thank you so much. We're so grateful for you, truly. I, I honestly, I, I was so excited to do this and I'm so honored. And, and again, I appreciate you so much for both coming uh, forth and doing this podcast, but also letting me be a part of it. Absolutely. 
I hope you enjoyed our time with Ruby. To find her work, go to Collective Evolution at www.collectiveevolution.com. That's collective-evolution.com. You can find her classes there on CETV, along with all the great content with Joe Martino and the rest of the team at Collective Evolution. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac, and you're listening to Basecamp for Men. 